I have exciting news to share with you today. Welcome back to Church History. I'm your host, Laura Lee Siemens. Last week, we didn't have an episode because I was really busy doing last-minute updates on my book. And a huge shout-out and thanks to my parents who helped me with the final edits. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to talk a little bit about the new book and then let you hear a clip from the audiobook that will be available soon. I'm going to start with a promotion. For those of you who order the book in the month of August, if you send me a proof of purchase, and by the way, you can send that to laurely at laureliesiemens.com. I'll put that in the show notes. You will be entered into a draw. I'll be sending one lucky winner a gift card. If you leave a review and you can screenshot that and send it to me, then you will have two entries. This will last for the month of August. So at the end of the month, I will let people know who has won this draw. I also want you to know that I'm currently working on both part two of the book, which will be called The Church is Corrupted, but I'm also working on a special Christmas book, The Story of the Church and Christmas. I have to give a really special shout out to my husband, Alex. He's the one who wouldn't let me give up, which I wanted to do many times. I had some serious bad cases of imposter syndrome. If you've ever put yourself out there and the devil sneaks in with those attacks, who are you to think you can do this? Whenever I started listening to that voice, it was Alex who stepped up and pushed me. He also made sure he was the first person to purchase my book. I also want to thank my parents. My parents are the ones who gave me missionary stories to read when I was a child and missionary flannel graph. And that was my start in church history. They also taught me to love Jesus Christ and the church. And they also helped with editing this book. So here's a clip from the soon to be released audiobook. Perpetua and Felicity. We now cross over into a new century and we are in the year 2000. The Roman government is now run by Lucius Septimus Severus. The last decade was a disaster for Rome. In the last 10 years, Rome had five different rulers and a civil war, with all five leaders trying to become Caesar. Perpetua is a Roman woman living in a pagan household. Not just any household, though, a wealthy, well-known, influential household. Perpetua was frustrated with the world around her. She had money, fame, everything she could desire. But what she saw was people fighting for power. She saw unrest and unhappiness. Perpetua had a slave whose name was Felicity. Felicity was a Christian. Felicity and her husband would talk to Perpetua about Jesus Christ. Perpetua had a young son and wanted to know how to raise him to be a good man and not follow the lust for power she saw around her. Perpetua listened to what the slaves had to say. This would have been a strange thing. A well-educated, rich, free woman learning from a slave? But what Perpetua saw in this young family was something she wanted to have. She agreed to go to their church that was meeting in secret. Perpetua's father heard about her visiting this church and was incredibly angry. Would his daughter throw everything away to spend time with slaves who were holding secret forbidden meetings? One day, Perpetua's father heard that soldiers had been sent to raid one of the church houses and arrest slaves meeting there. He also found out that the slaves captured would be used in the next games. Perpetua's father was afraid. 
she would be at this meeting and tried to warn her. He went to her home, and she was not there. He found out where the meeting was taking place and rushed to the meeting to warn her. By the time he got to the meeting, the soldiers had already arrested the people in the house. Her father convinced the guards that Perpetua was simply visiting her slave and was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. It is an obvious case of a mistake. No one in Perpetua's standings would have been involved in such a meeting on purpose. The guard asked Perpetua if this is true. She replied, I am here because I am a Christian. Her father took her young son to keep the baby out of prison. Perpetua and Felicity and the rest of the church were taken to prison. Felicity, at this point, was pregnant. The imprisoned church members were beaten, starved, and some were killed by the guards. It was much harsher than Perpetua could have ever dreamed of. They were imprisoned for months. Perpetua's father never stopped fighting for her release. Because of his connections, he was able to meet with the Caesar. Caesar agreed she could be released if she could just take a pinch of incense and throw it in the fire. Perpetua would not have to denounce Jesus. She would not have to say she was not a Christian. She would not have to say anything at all. All she had to do was take a pinch of incense and throw it on the fire. Perpetua was taken out of prison and brought to a room where her father and her son were waiting for her. Her father told her she could be released with just putting a pinch of incense on the fire. Perpetua held her young son. She wanted so much to go home to her comforts and to be with her son, but she could not worship Caesar. She refused to take just a pinch of incense and throw it on the fire. Her father begged her to reconsider. Why was it so important to Caesar that the people worshipped the Roman gods? It was far more than just worshipping the Roman gods. The rulers saw the worship of the Roman gods as the way to keep unity amongst a remarkably diverse group of people that they were ruling over. They were ruling over what is today Europe and most of Africa. So many different people groups, diverse cultures and languages. So many differences, but they would all participate in the same rituals of worship. They would all burn the same incense and participate in the same holidays and the same festivals. The Jews had been the only people group to have an agreement to not participate in the worship. But even the Jewish people had constant wars and uprising. Having this new group of Christians seemed even more dangerous because they were spreading to all areas of Rome and infecting all peoples of all nations and all cultures. It could not be allowed to continue without risking ending the one thing holding Rome together, the worship of Caesar. Caesar had another concern. The Goth group had started to attack Rome and even winning some of the battles. Caesar believed it was the Christians' lack of worship that was angering the gods and causing them to lose these battles. The night before the trial, the pastor of the church had a dream. A ladder came down from heaven. A voice called him up, but as he began climbing the ladder, snakes and dragons began to attack him. He had to fight off the snakes and the dragons to continue to climb the ladder. Once he got to the top, he saw ultimate beauty, and then he saw Jesus, who had a conversation with him. The pastor awoke and told the church they would be in heaven with Jesus, but they would have to first fight Satan, who would be tempting them to give up. He also said God told him he would not have to face a bear. Being killed by a bear was his worst fear. Soon after the dream, Felicity gave birth to her baby. At the trial, each person was given the opportunity to denounce Jesus Christ and throw some incense on the fire. 
They each refused. When Felicity had her chance, she also refused, and a family friend stepped forward and took her baby from her. I promised to raise him to love Jesus Christ and to know how much you loved him. When it was time for Perpetua to stand before the emperor, her father stepped forward. Perpetua could see him. He was holding her son. He called out to her, Think about your child. Do you want your son to grow up knowing his mother chose a false god over him? Just a pinch. It does not mean anything. It is just a pinch. She refused to throw the incense on the fire. Everyone was taken back to prison. Perpetua thought about what her father had said. She did not want her son to grow up and not know what happened to her. She wanted her son to know how much she loved him, but also wanted him to know how much she loved Jesus Christ. She began to write her story. The rest of the time in prison, she wrote a letter to her son and told her whole life story. Finally, it was the day of the games. The church was brought into the arena. Soldiers with whips entered from the opposite end. They walked towards the group and then began to whip them. The pastor was taken and tied to a pole. Then a giant bear was released into the arena. The church looked at the pastor who suddenly paled. He had been promised in his vision by Jesus that he would not be killed by a bear. The bear walked towards the pastor, stood there, and then turned around, walked back into his cage, and did not kill anyone. Then came a wild boar. The boar ran towards the pastor and at the last minute turned, attacked, and killed the soldier who was standing next to the pastor. Then a leopard came, and the leopard killed the pastor. Perpetua and Felicity were attacked by a bull. They were trampled and thrown into the air, but they did not die. Perpetua's dress was torn. She wanted to be modest, so she took a pin from her hair and pinned her dress so it would be modest. She then fixed her hair and stood before the emperor. I will not die in disgrace. I will die with honor. The emperor ordered the guards to kill her with the sword. The guard, who was to kill Perpetua, began to shake. This is not what he had joined the military for. He should have been protecting women like Perpetua, not killing them. He could see how calm, how brave, and how beautiful she was. Perpetua knelt and even had to help the guard steady his sword so he could kill her. Normally, the crowd would cheer when the last person died, but this time was different. Perpetua was not a slave or a peasant. She was a Roman citizen and a woman they had admired and looked up to. She was one of them and she had died with such grace. The crowd turned on the court and began to boo them. Perpetua's death was a turning point for the games. People saw for the first time the humanity of what was happening, and society's acceptance of the games began to change. The guard, when he returned to Perpetua's prison, found the letter to her son. He finished the letter by adding the details of her death. The letter was then passed around the churches, and Perpetua became the first female Christian writer. Today, people still celebrate her death on March the 7th. Travelers will stand in what is left of the arena and read her story. Here is a quote from the book, and it is the last sentence that she wrote. I decided last night and strengthened my resolve this morning to have eyes for no man but Jesus. 
If intimacy was really what he desired most, then I desired it too. I felt strongly free from life as I had known it. Her death was in the year 202. Thank you for listening today. Please order the book today. The link is in the show notes. Remember, if you send me a proof of purchase and leave a review, you will be entered into a draw. For more podcasts, blogs, and videos, check out my website, lauraleesiemens.com, and I'll see you next week.